0: Welcome to the Optimized Pharmacy Podcast, where we discuss strategies to grow your pharmacy, tools to accelerate that growth, and how top pharmacies are executing and winning. We're back with podcast number two. Um, And today we're gonna be talking about something that I think helps a lot of pharmacy owners, because it's a conversation I feel like Logan and I have all the time um and that is around shiny objects and when to pursue them because uh, I don't think that there's something that always should be avoided but I think they're obviously called shiny objects and they're uh, attractive and they get a lot of people's attention and can divert you from your main goals but I also think there are points in times where those shiny objects can contribute to your ultimate long-term goal goals and in those instances they Should be pursued, and we're going to talk about an example today of something real time that Logan is doing/slash has been doing for the past couple of weeks that has been worthwhile but would be classified as a shiny object.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, shiny objects, uh, they're your would, best friend. I'd, yeah, Ugh. I'm like Dory from Finding Nemo, you know, like my memory is like, Oh, I really like that, and then it's gone, and then I see the next thing, and I'm like, Oh, I really like that, and then it's gone. Um, it can de- definitely be really detrimental to your time. Um, but, I,
0: but I also think it, it's a good trait that you have, though, too, because I think you tend to be more of like an optimist where it's like, I hear a great idea. You know, I, I, I I'm willing to at least try to implement that. And I think at least from a confidence perspective. I love that about you for sure. I'm always kind of battling like, Hey Logan, do we need to do this or not? But, um, it's still a great trait to have because it's led you to a lot of things that have worked out really well for you. I think the alternative of like scared of pursuing anything is, is far worse than being like too willing to give things a try.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would agree. I'm kind of like a fat kid going to a buffet. Like if I see something I like, (laughs) I'm going for it and I'm going to eat it. All right. You know? Um, and that's why I kind of like, I've done so many different things. Like, We've done a weight loss program i'm doing hormone replacement therapies uh you know on the side doing some insurance with health insurance life insurance um you know there's there's an endless list of other things that i'm doing um that i think especially as a business owner it can be really hard to to dial that back sometimes when especially if you're a go-getter
0: yeah definitely i think understandably with pharmacy with the margins kind of being what they are and kind of trends being what they are for at least the prescription side. I think it also contributes to the shiny object syndrome. Cause I think most pharmacies right now are looking for ways to make money. And so any and everything sounds like a good idea because they know what's the case with the prescription side of their business. So they're like anything that even has a pulse of opportunity, uh, you know, at least there's a willingness to entertain it because, they know what they have with the prescription side of their business. It's like, if this isn't going to be enough, then they feel like they need to pursue all these other options or at least look into them. Would you, would you agree? Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, shoot, just the other day we were talking about doing, um, uh, adding in a place to have patients get their hearing aids done. Like what's one more thing for us to learn how to do, <laughs> right? Cause it, it, it's not just implementing something, but it's learning the skills to actually implement those services. Um, and that's what a lot of times that we actually forget about. Um, another thing that we had, we had checked in about was uh, nitric oxide testing, which is a, a litmus test that you put in your mouth and it tells you whether or not you would uh, benefit from nitric oxide. Once again, it's another skill or another item of, uh, I guess, a way to eliminate some of your bandwidth, right? It's expanding upon that bandwidth. And if you can't take it, you're not going to be able to control what's going on in your pharmacy. Uh, you just are going to be really crappy at a lot of things versus good at a few things.
0: Yeah, definitely. So the reason we want to make this podcast on this specific subject is like I said, there's a shiny object that, you know, quote unquote, shiny object that Logan's pharmacy is doing. uh, and many of our pharmacy clients are doing as well. Um, and it's around, uh, you know, some, some testing for a virus you may have heard of that might have impacted your life over the past uh, two years. Maybe I won't say the name because I feel like it's just, one, a touchy subject, but then, two, I, th- I also think, like, maybe algorithm-wise, like, I feel like, you know, maybe views won't be as good, but you know you know what it is. um Ultimately, uh, with uh, those tests, uh, they're covered in states, um, you know, obviously, depending on the state and varying quantities for Medicare, for Medicaid, for different insurance plans, et cetera. And so we had a couple of pharmacies that had done it locally. And then we started to kind of split test some ads, running ads more like statewide, and they were doing really, really well. And so naturally I couldn't withhold that information from from Logan or any of our other clients. And so we brought it to Logan. And uh, like I said, I just had to suggest the idea because I knew it would be a home run, but I also knew your bandwidth was low. And so you and I kind of talked through three different questions that I'm a huge fan of. I know you've obviously um, started to use a little bit more as we kind of pull back the reins sometimes on your ideas. (laughs) Um, I think these questions were beneficial for you. They've been super impactful for me. They're not my questions. They're from uh, a guy named Keith Cunningham, who I can't recommend enough. Um, But I use these questions all the time, and I think that they'll help pharmacists moving forward with the shiny objects and uh the questions are and then we'll kind of talk about it specifically within this campaign um what's the upside so what do you have to gain from this activity this shiny object what's the downside what are the potential downside or negatives that could come as a result of pursuing this and then can i live with the downside because at the end of the day if the you know negatives if the downsides come true can you can you live with that right don't just list them but what if they did come through and you know would you be okay with that being a potential result um there's another good book on this actually I don't think I've um told you about this Logan it's called like think it's called like thinking and bets or something it's by like Annie Duke and it's just all about I believe she was like a poker player or a blackjack player or something like that I'm trying to remember the book but essentially it's you can make the right decision at the wrong time and lose And so that's kind of Mm -hmm. how it is with like cards and poker and blackjack is like, you can make this statistically like smart move and still lose the hand and you have to understand that. And so, you know, as a business owner, you sometimes uh, make the right decision, but it doesn't pan out. And so you have to be able to be okay with with that being a result because that's just part of the process. Um, Right so as we kind of get, circle back and go to the test as the story let's kind of talk about the three different questions and how we broke it down and why we decided to move forward with it um because again i think that helps give some uh give some perspective or some context to the questions
1: Is that work yeah absolutely um so when we're looking at like what's the upside to run in these tests i think a, a big portion for me uh, at least for what kind of made my brain go yes is i didn't need to learn a new skill Right. And that, that's always what eats up most of the time. Like with functional medicine or integrative medicine, the long time to have to learn a new subject, you know, make sure that you can implement it, understand it, read all the studies. Um, and with this, it was like, turn it on. You already knew how to do it. Right. And I, and I see
0: this all the time too, at like trade shows and, uh, you know, different events that, or different people talk about online. and you know, like you said, if the shiny object is going to require a bunch of your time just to be able to pursue the shiny object, then it really is going to pull you away from your long-term focuses or your, you know, your thing that you're really trying to implement this year. That's going to have the best, you know, upside for your pharmacy. And so I think that was one of the huge points to this is, and to give context, once we decide to move forward with these, uh, flow flex, you know, tests essentially, um, within 48 hours, we had ads live. It was like, Hey Logan, make these three videos, send them over to us. We're going to run ads and we're going to have the ads live and we'll find out if we can get you leads in a matter of, you know, hours. Right. And so again, talking about the upsides, no new skill and it was super quick to launch.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, there's pretty little downside because worst case scenario, I was more than willing to make sure I got some tests from my family or I knew family members. Like I knew people who would utilize the tests. So I knew even if I ordered some, they would eventually move. It would just take some time. Yeah, definitely.
0: So for the upsides for this campaign, again, there was upside financially. Um, We can talk maybe a little bit about like ballpark of what that's led to over the past, you know, 45 days, there was no new skill for Logan or the team to learn. Everyone was already passing these tests out when you guys were given, you know, Going to flu clinics, giving shots, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then also what we really liked about it as well, why we ultimately decided to do it is because we were running ads online and we were driving the traffic to a landing page, we were also collecting emails. We are collecting phone numbers. We are collecting contacts that we knew that we could use for marketing moving forward. And so the upside between the money, the no new skill, the quick to launch, and the value of building that email list was a pretty compelling upside. Right, uh, but that is also the case with a lot of shiny objects. There's always a good upside, uh, but let's talk a little bit about the downsides and why we are we were okay with the downsides for this one.
1: Yeah, so for us, you know, there's always that hesitancy of are the ads going to really perform well, or you know, am I going to put in this little bit amount of work and maybe I spend four hundred dollars in ads and all of a sudden I see nothing. Uh, I think that's always something in the, in the back of my head because. There's so many different services that pharmacies offer that, you know, sometimes they run the ads. And I think this is something that's also kind of true about shiny objects as you expect, like this instant return, and it's not always the case. Sometimes you have to give it some time to, to sit out there and grow. But obviously with the, the tests, it was almost immediate. Um, the other side of that is just once it does pick up, how do you handle that volume? Um, and I definitely blame myself on this one is I, I didn't really talk it over with my team. Cause I was like, Oh, we'll get maybe like five or 10. Like it won't be a big deal. I didn't think it'd be very many, but like within that first 24 hours, I want to say I had like 50 to 60 new patients. Yeah. And That just was, it was so much time adding them in, putting them in our system, billing it, shipping it you know, and you have to follow all the the rules and guidelines, right? So if you're shipping a prescription that's built to the insurance, you physically have to put their, you know, initials or sign for that person. So each transaction is their own transaction. You can't just put all 50 on the same transaction, sign it once and be done. Um, and so, you know, figuring out bandwidth uh, for that, because that was a, it's kind of like, Bringing a hundred new patients in the pharmacy, and like, hey, we we want this filled now. Yeah, in integrating yeah. the workflow.
0: Yes. So, from a downside perspective, from from my side, and just to expand on that, from a marketing perspective, you know, when Logan talks about the ads not performing well and why we're such big advocates for you know Facebook ads, for example, if you want to run TikTok ads or what have you, versus traditional, you know, radio, print, you know, et cetera, is if the ads didn't work, if the ads weren't performing, we could shut them off at any time. And if bandwidth was ever a problem, if demand was ever an issue, we could also shut them off or turn them on at any point in time. And so both of those um, we had to do within this campaign. So, (laughs) you know, uh, when we first launched the ads, Logan's pharmacy was getting leads for less than $3. And we were spending $50 a day kind of to start. I think we're still kind of spending that number. I don't know, but long story short, 50, you know, $50 $50 a day, 2 to $3 leads, you're getting 20, 25 uh, leads pretty conservatively. And maybe we bumped up budget since then, but long story short, you know, very quickly, he was getting leads. And in addition to the leads, these patients were also requesting it for the rest of their family as well. So one lead might actually end up being three or four because they oh, wanted yeah. to include their family members. And so very quickly, Logan's pharmacy kind of got overwhelmed. We kind of had to work through some automation things to make it a little bit faster, a little bit more efficient. And that's kind of the benefit of, you know, us having a software to help make that happen. But, you know, also Logan had to step aside for some time for, you know, some, uh, you know, some military stuff. So he was gonna be gone for periods of time or like busy days at the pharmacy. And so we could pause the ads. We could turn them off for, you know, five days if we needed to so that they could catch up. Um, And that's again why we're such big fans of you know running ads online if you need to we can track everything you know we know if they're working or not there's no you know guesswork and then we can also adjust at any point in time scaling budgets decreasing budgets on or off and so again the downside to this these you know this campaign this shiny object was very very minimal compared to the upside and so when we kind of reflected and thought can we live with this downside the answer was yes. Right. Because if the exactly. ads don't perform, we turn them off, you spend 50 bucks, you spend a hundred dollars on ads. Whoop, you know what I mean? Like, so be it, you get some exposure, you don't get a ton of return. You pass the test out to your patients that are coming into your pharmacy anyway. So you get your money back there. And then if you have so much demand that your staff can't keep up with it, and it's a bandwidth issue, you can always, you know, hire someone, you know, or not hire of it. maybe adjust your schedule to have someone come in a little bit more if you need to to help out, or you just play with the ad spend so that you only get the amount of leads that you can handle. Right. Right?
1: Yeah, and we've definitely had to do that multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> I mean, it was like uh, throw me out in the ocean with one of those little arm blow-up uh, doll things and, and essentially just kind of almost drowning but not really underneath water, right? Um, so super uh, super beneficial to have those, those options available.
0: Yeah. And so just to put it in perspective, uh, I think we've been running ads for 30, 45 days, something like that, um, on and off because of, you know, different reasons. Um, not to maybe put a number out there, but could you give a ballpark perspective of like what the, the campaign was worth, you know, by saying yes to this and pursuing it?
1: I think, um, after three weeks, we were up about 23 K um and it's since then expanded. I think we're in margin, in, in yeah, in gross margin. profit, yeah. yeah, but yeah, not revenue. Know. Correct. Um, and I think, and that was just based on information of what we had built at the time. We still had probably a stack of like a hundred new patients to add, so we're probably sitting in, in closer to like thirty plus. Uh, right yeah. now, yeah, pretty which cool. Which is which you don't see. I mean, as far as it's like printing, printing cash in a good way. Right. Yeah. you're and still that's helping out the patients and, and they're still getting, I mean, I had one patient, uh, send me a text and they're like, I haven't been able to find these anywhere. Uh, like you have no idea how much this impacted my life. Thank you so much. Like my kid, like I can be rest assured that my kid, when they're sick, like I can differentiate it between the flu and, and, and this other virus. Uh, and so long story short, like, yes, it's profitable. It's still helping people. Uh, so I don't feel necessarily like guilty about making the revenue, you know, there's some, definitely sometimes I think as a pharmacist, you kind of worry that you're taking advantage of individuals, but, uh, this is definitely not one of them. Yeah, for sure. Not one of them.
0: Um, so anyways, it it was obviously a home run. It's been a home run for a lot of other pharmacies. Um, but again, we kind of, run through that same thought process. And this is just one of those shiny objects that we thought was worthwhile to bring up to our clients and obviously talk about it on a podcast, because if we run it through the what's the upside, what's the downside, and can I live with the downside, it, it makes sense to do. And so it contributes to the long-term of, of all of our goals as well, because a kind of forgotten aspect of this is with the money that you spent on ads, of course you've got the conversions, and of course you've got the gross profit, but you also have, a ton of exposure to all of these patients that probably never heard of your pharmacy before, or maybe, um, maybe had once. Right. And now you have all these people that you're, you're making money on, you know, on this campaign, but you're also getting that increased exposure. And so when we talk, you know, when we roll out, you know, campaigns around supplements or, you know, weight loss programs or any, anything, right. There's going to be a little bit more trust. And the ads probably perform a little bit better because you have more of an established brand in your surrounding area, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: For sure. So with this podcast, we'll kind of keep it shorter and sweet. There'll be a lot of them that will do like this. And then, you know, upcoming ones, we we'll are definitely planning on having some guests on as well. But I think wrapping up this shiny object concept, for sure, as a business, you should be focusing on those long-term you know, kind of levers that are gonna be beneficial for you uh, over an extended period of time that have asymmetric returns. So to give a quick aside on that, you know, call centers or like sales teams, they might be boring, they might not be fun, but you see a lot of these big companies have them and implement them because you can't really mess with them, right? Like once you have a sales team, if someone quits, you just replace them. They have the script, they have the phone, like it's very repeatable. And so I think if you take a look at small businesses versus big businesses, big businesses get big by focusing on one thing and executing against that that mission for an extended period of time. Right. You know, smaller business owners tend to have shiny object syndrome more frequently. Um, and so still focus on those big things that are gonna have those asymmetric returns for you for your business. But if there are some... You know and again this should be infrequent shiny object should not be a once a month thing um you know take advantage of them if if they do present themselves as long as they again are worthwhile um i think a big one that you pointed out was the no new scale and the quick to launch i think that's such an important piece of a, of a shiny object oh, absolutely because um, I, I think so many of them have a long ramp to start and a whole new skill to learn. And then I wouldn't even say, call it a shiny object anymore. I mean, I feel like that's a whole new thing that you're trying to start, um, but deviate and pursue these shiny objects if they also contribute to your long-term goals. And so with the long-term goals of Logan's pharmacy, those emails, that exposure is going to benefit to all that stuff. You know, side bonus would obviously be the short-term cash. So again, um, thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll have future ones coming up with other guests, uh, but we plan on doing a lot of ones like this where we have a lesson that we learn, maybe the hard way that we could pass along to you guys so that you don't have to learn it yourself.